As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hello everyone and welcome to the 71st edition of On The Ball, a Norwich City podcast from The Athletic. I'm Michael Bailey. I hope this finds you safe and well. This podcast is effectively a post-celebration pod, a bit like Norwich's training today probably. Zero preparation. But what I do know is we've got some stuff coming up over the next half an hour and I've got two guests for you as always who are going to talk us all through it. We have Norwich number one chief at NCFC numbers, also known as our very own Steve Sanders. Hello, Michael. And Canary Songsmith, John Rogers. Good evening, Michael, and good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for, for joining us, uh, you lovely lot, and especially you two staring at me uh, in front of me as we are preparing to talk about a Premier League club once more scenes. Uh, but first of all, John. How are you? I'm very well. Well, I'm not. You know I'm not because I'm a bit tired because I've got little children who don't want to sleep. But talking of little children who don't want to sleep, what an interesting week we've had. And we've got nothing to talk about much, have we, really? Nothing. No, no, really. Steve, we were saying, should we should we mention the, 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 obviously the elephant in the room? But maybe we shouldn't mention the elephant in the room. That's all I've prepared for. Okay, well let's let's not do it. Let's let's not even. I'm I'm up for that. Let's not even acknowledge it. We're going to boycott not... it. We're going to yeah. boycott it on the pod. Maybe that's what it needs. Like no one mention it. No, take it off the press. Just ignore it, and it might go away. Yeah, no one gives it any attention whatsoever. <laughs> I'm talking about Kenny McLean's pants at the moment. <laughs> I don't know what you lot are talking about. Oh, the elephant, the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Wow. You got there in the end. Wow. Um, there were some incredible videos <laughs> very incredible videos steve how are you um i'm very i don't know how to i don't know how to match that ignore really. it and move on quickly <laughs> move on quickly no fantastic fantastic weekend um i was in my front garden when uh norwich got promoted um sifting soil um, I didn't really expect it to happen on Saturday. Oh, so I made other plans 
very boring plans. Well, hang on. Uh, I, um, what, was this sifting soil to an end or just like, I'm just going to go out and sift some soil? Oh, it's a hobby. No, I've done it for years. No, no, I, um, uh, I, I, to be honest, I really, I, I feel like <laughs> we probably need to move on. It's not very interesting. It took hours. And uh, can we have that as another elephant in the room that we just never speak? Never speak of it again. I'm well, sure the listeners need to hear that. It's, it's a good job, but I know of a section where that might work. So we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> thank you both uh, for joining us as always. Thank you for all of you out there. I hope you're really well. Um, tweet us how you celebrated. That's what I want to know. But before we uh, before we crack on, uh, if I can, uh, let me tell you that right now you can subscribe to The Athletic for a special price of £3.99 per month for six months. That's 40% off the full price of the subscription. You'll enjoy great analysis and in-depth features from the very best football writers around. And you know what? They've also employed me and I've been trying really hard recently, uh, as well as ad-free versions of all our podcasts. So go to theathletic.com forward slash Norwich pod to take advantage of this special 40% Premier League discount. That's theathletic.com forward slash Norwich City pod brackets Premier League. Uh, let's crack on with this week's headline act. I say headline act. Um, I was booked in to do some stuff for uh, Premier League productions this morning. Um, nice little bit. Looking forward to that. Um, between leaving my house and arriving at Cairo to do it, I think Norwich had been relegated from about, you know, reasonably interesting billing to well, oh, that happened uh, through everything else. But for this pod, <laughs> for everything that's going on, we are 100% top billing. Norwich City sealing the job at the weekend uh, while Steve was uh, sieving soil. Um, a, a remarkable achievement. Uh, John, what were you doing when it happened? And of course, it happened by Brentford and Swansea mucking up uh, as opposed to Norwich, um, well, mucking up. But yeah, where were you, John? <laughs> I went, I was... Um... I went from being not, you know, not bothered about it by with 10 minutes to go refreshing Twitter every three seconds, I would say, especially on Swansea's result. That was the one that really surprised me because they went because you were talking about the air guitar stuff and it was like went two nil up and then went two, two, one and two, two. And it was getting so close. I was literally doing that. And it went up to like seven minutes, was it? Yeah. Something like injury time. Well, that, that didn't help things. <laughs> but there was a little bit of an and climax thing and when it did come up as full time there was obviously a lot of buzz from from people tweeting a lot and then getting very excited on social media but it just felt a little bit empty we should have been somewhere we should have been doing something it really hit home more than i thought it would actually that was a very good theme for the for the weekend it feels odd doesn't it like even more odd than it normally would i, I was trying to think back to other promotions obviously the last two so the last one happened at carrow road didn't it and then the one before that was obviously the playoff final so clearly that was a a big occasion and a big day. Uh, the Lambert one was um, that was Portsmouth. Did we, yes, was. we sealed it at, yeah. at Portsmouth. Didn't we? Of course we did. Yeah. Um, so really, you'd have to go back, and then the Valley for the one for. So you have to go back to two thousand and four, wouldn't you? When I think Sunderland lost at Palace. So it does feel slightly empty. And actually, the the players um, like Kenny McLean's interview after the game uh, on Sky, he, he looked devastated. <laughs> And I don't know if it's just he, you know, he didn't feel like he could be in that moment or whether they're just so trained to be, you know, to take that result and react on that result that actually it wasn't until, as you said in your piece, Michael, that Barker kind of took them into the dressing room and, and closed the door. And, and that was the moment when they felt that they were able to celebrate in, in terms of what, in, yeah, what they'd achieved. Um, but yeah, I mean... I guess the other thing is we've known it for weeks, haven't we? Kind of, it, it was the end. I know, Far, I know Daniel Farkas said he was sweating 
um, during the during um, the Brentford and Swansea matches. But really, I mean, he must have known that we were pretty much there, whatever happened. Right? Well, I, I mean, I so obviously I was sort of queued up in the afternoon, sat in the same seat I am now. Um, it was obviously a lovely day and, um, you know, updating as the as the game's and results and, and goals were going in and I, I knew what the plan was if it happened so I was sort of conscious of how that was going to happen and when, what was button was going to be pressed and all this sort of stuff and, and aware that I could tee everything up and then one goal in the 97th minute it's like all right no no carry on but <laughs> once it all happened it it felt um it felt lovely sort of updating and sort of commenting it all on on Twitter b- because it was all so remote I suppose and I felt really good going down to the game and I have to say, after the game, during the game, and then after the game, I was livid. I was so, I was so angry after the game. It's just like, and for no particular reason. I, a lot's been said about the referee's performance, but actually, you know, I thought it was a red card, and um, and the, you know, even the complaints about the offside and the ref, the officials changing their mind is kind of irrelevant because it was the right decision in the end. It was just a few inconsistent decisions, and obviously the third goal. Um, kills it and that was clearly offside but it was just the whole scenario it's like how has this happened after I was so happy and everyone was so mm. happy at about three four five o'clock um so um it was a curious old situation but it, it was nice I, I think to be honest I was up until half two I was doing bits and bobs I watched the game again which is stupid I don't know I still don't know why I did that but I wanted to see the celebrations at the end and I think by the time I'd woken up on Sunday morning I felt much more content about it all finally I think you went alone. I think a lot of the uh, that anger went towards Pearson for you know getting <laughs> stamped on a little bit. But um, obviously he made a meal of it, of course. But all that and so people are like properly obsessed and really angry up towards him. And and everyone wants um, Bournemouth never to be a football club ever again after the after that ninety minutes. And it was, I think, because I think that just came from the fact that we weren't there to be able just to kind of drink it in to feel that feeling that we don't and probably might not get again for a, for a long while. Who knows? We might not, if we do go get relegated the next like three, four, five, ten years, we might not come straight back up again. So yeah, it's, it, it kind of feels like it's a stolen celebration away from us. It's, it's a little bit sad, yeah. You have to kind of view every promotion like that, don't you? It, it happens so frequently to Norwich City that you, you, you feel like you shouldn't take it for granted because you don't know where the next one's going to be. Um, the, I did feel like actually that that the game in itself, and obviously it, it kind of means nothing in terms of promotion, but it, it did sort of feel like particularly at 1-0 and then the Bruce Bell when it was 1-1, there was a real shame that the Carrow Road crowd weren't there because it would have been a celebratory atmosphere. They would have been getting on at the referee. They would have been booing Pearson. Absolutely no doubt about that. Um, so it was one of those where I think that they, they would have spurred the team on. But it did feel like we were slightly cheated. Um, well, I, I felt slightly cheated by the result, not because I thought any decisions were wrong, but just that they played so well for 15 minutes and Bournemouth didn't get a sniff. And you kind of thought, here we go. This is this is it. This is the Harlem Globetrotters stuff. Um, they're going to put it on for 90 minutes and then kind of fizzled out with the red card, didn't it? Well, Farker called it really well, didn't he? Him screaming, you've ruined the game, ref. And he kind of did ruin the game. He knew how, how balanced those two teams were. And when it went down to 10 men, they just did, they they turned on their Premier League styles on that and they just kept the ball and they kept it away from us. And they, some of the the second goal, for example, was just astonishing. It was a brilliant goal. Wonderful goal and, there. Very good player. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I am convinced that the three that came down will be the three that go up, which now leaves me with um, 
a level of amusement if uh, if Bournemouth don't do it. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. We'll watch. Keep a watching breathe because we don't have to worry about it, which is which is phenomenal, of course. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. I've written numerous pieces on The Athletic. I'm not going to plug them all. They're all there. There's a piece on how Norwich um, have done it, really, which I think is a, it's a is an open question that I hope I've answered in 4,000 words. Um, uh, so read that if you haven't already. Um, there's a, another piece I wrote off the, off the back of um, Darren Huckabee's comments actually last week on the pod, which uh, which were great in terms of you know where this current Norwich City vintage ranks and um, I hadn't realized they, they've still got the potential of a clean sheet record for the club um, uh, of, of 20 I'm sure you are Steve's nodding Steve knew already um, <laughs> but uh, I think they're currently on 18 um, and the record is 20 in a season so um, they could beat that but they have only got four more games left now to do it so um, and we'll come on to the Watford game later I'm, I'm absolutely sure um, but I mean as I said we become a little bit blasé given maybe how long we've anticipated it and the fact that I started the season thinking that Norwich would do it, um, at, at least going up. Um, but it is quite quite the achievement. What, In terms of you guys, what's the one thing that sticks in your mind about why this is such a brilliant achievement? Who wants to go first? Open you go, Steve. Go on, Steve. Oh, you look like you were thinking. So. Oh, well, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm in agony after that, after having a good think. You, you go first and I'll recover. Well, I, I, I think we will put this and 2018-19, who knows what's going to happen next, but we'll put the, those, these two promotions together, won't we? I think, it, in, you know, when you're talking to your kids about it in 10, 15 years' time and they say, tell me about the two promotions under Daniel Clark. I think the, the, the first one will be regarded as a kind of ridiculous roller coaster ride that it was where we did you know we never knew whether they were going to score four or concede four or, or what was going to happen this was a lot more controlled I think the bedrock has been the defense um we've never really said that about a Norwich City team that's been promoted again probably since three oh three oh four probably most similar to that promotion in that the defense and then just having that bit of star quality um, which for most of the season has been Buendia, um, obviously with with mentions for Campbell and Puki as well, of course. I think in years to come, when we look at it, we will probably say that was the Norwich City team that had a brilliant defence and that was the year that Emi Buendia was an absolute level above. I think that that's the way I look back on it. The, the moment for me that it was just, it felt a little bit different. I think we were definitely going to do it. It was actually that Brentford game. There was so much built up about it. We were on a little bit of a run at the time. It was one, two, three, four, about five games, I think we were unbeaten. And then that big Brentford game, it was everyone was talking about that was, and we just controlled that game so well. 
And I've never seen it. I think I said at the time, I've never seen a Norwich team control a game so well and completely dissolve what Brentford are really good at. And it was, I think that was the moment I thought we're actually a Premier League team now. It was just, it was waiting from that point. When was that? March time, early March. So yeah, that was the moment for me that it was a turning point. Yeah, I got asked this question the other day about when when I sort of realised, and I, I could, it was sort of on the spot, and I hadn't really thought about it, and I really struggled to think of an answer. But I, I know the things for me were that once the October transfer window was closed, um, I was my one worry from the Preston match onwards at the start of the season was how on earth do you keep these players who were banking on being somewhere else their headspace in a position where they can turn up at an elite level for Norwich and, and go and win promotion. Um, and so once they were still in the building, it was like there wasn't really any other option. And um, I think it's the, the most magnificent achievement from Daniel Farker that he played that scenario and kept them all on side. I think that is phenomenal man management. Um, and then probably distills into something like the Cardiff win at home where, you know, big rugged, you know, team, um, the backup goalkeeper in goal um, and potential weaknesses all over the place. And they were outstanding that day and they just nullified, took, took Cardiff out of the game completely. Um, and there was even a crowd. So uh, well, that was a rather a special afternoon. In fact, it might even be the last time Norwich played in front of a crowd, I think, thinking off the top of my head, potentially. Um, I don't know. I'm sure someone will correct me if I got that wrong, but um it is wonderful, and and this will be an this will be an era, won't it? This is this is Daniel Farker's era. I suppose it could also be Daniel Farker and Stuart Webber's era, depending on what happens. But um, um, I think this is a, a proper era that will will go down in uh, in Norwich City folklore, which is which is lovely to have been a a part of that, and in, you know, and and watching it unfold as we have done. Um, yeah, remarkable. I, I'm struggling to know where we go from here because we've got so many other issues to talk about, but there, all those pieces are there on terms of Norwich's promotion, how they did it. We might have a... I tell you what, there's also a piece on the celebrations. So we've all watched those from afar. Kenny McLean's already had an honourable mention as the elephant in the room. Um, any more honourable mentions from the uh, celebrations that we picked up? Because we've all had to watch them from afar. And it was quite surreal at Carrow Road being able to hear the supporters outside who were desperately trying to socially distance, I know, um, uh, you know, just sort of singing really loudly because there weren't many of them and, and having that noise filter into the stadium, I think was lovely for everyone, but um, even though they shouldn't have been there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, what, what sticks in the minds from what everyone was looking at? Well, um, I, I mean, it, it's taken on an extra poignancy, I guess, from the, the elephant in the last 24 hours. But I think... Um, I think Delia Smith coming up to sing the Emmy Buendia song to the fans. Um, you know, I, I've I've kind of flip flopped between: is it good to have them as owners? Is it not? But I, I just I think we're lucky to be honest. I really do. I, I just think having somebody that has that connection with with the club. Um, I think the fact that we went up last time and didn't spend a lot of money, but we've been able to bounce back and just do it our way makes me think I would much rather have this situation where we've got this connection between the board and the manager and the sporting director and the fans. It sounds corny, but I, I genuinely think it is there. Um, and yeah, I, 
that that kind of proved it to me. That was my highlight. It's, I, it, most of it was done on, obviously online because of what the situation we're in, and it was just interesting to see. Not many people were looking forward. Actually, they were kind of they were living in the moment. I, that's what I that came across as from mine. They weren't thinking about what next what next season we're going to do. What you know, what the first game is going to be. We're all actually living about the goals we've scored and who's going to be player of the season. It was all in this division. It was all in kind of this this season still, and that was kind of nice because normally when you do get promotion, the first thought is right, who we're going to sign, and it's always going to be looking far too far forward, and it's not. We're kind of enjoying what we've had this year and it's been astonishing some of the football some of the goals some of the the man management as you said michael it's just been absolutely astonishing and it's been a joy to watch and i don't want it to end at the moment i don't want the season to end it's the weirdest season ever obviously but i don't want it to end and when it does we can then we can start looking forward but yeah it's it's good i i personally i don't know if i'm, I'm alone i don't really i'm sure i won't be alone but i don't really care that much about the title obviously the players do they want the medal but i don't i don't i'm not that i'm the, the biggest the biggest prize we've won and i think it's just a cherry on top obviously it would be nice to have i don't want not want to win it but i'm not i'm not i've all the pressure's gone from from it now so i think we should sit back and enjoy what's going to happen Rubbish. honestly honestly I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not having it no i'm not having that Honestly, would you not be slightly. Would you not feel slightly robbed if Watford finished above us? Like the, the fact that we've been so good this year, we really be a travesty. A travesty if this team finishes second. I, I, it would be a travesty. I agree with that. But because we've got promotion now, and I just feel the pressure's gone. I do. <laughs> I, do. I just yeah. yeah that's, that's that's. I mean, we're we're on a dreadful run at the moment. We've we've lost one game. We've conceded three <laughs> goals. Form's awful. Gone. Exactly. <laughs> Red gone. card. Defensive record. Exactly. Now that, is, that is living in the moment, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> uh, phenomenal. And I think that's a lovely observation with everyone taking it in as well. And um, I'm glad. Maybe that comes from the fact that Daniel Farker, in his words, is like, look, the players are going to have a celebration. You know, they, they, you need to enjoy what you're taking on. It's actually very different when you listen to, say, Rio Ferdinand talking about the United heyday and things like that, about, you know, as soon as you've won something, you don't, it's just sat there and then it's what's next and that relentlessness, which I don't know, I suppose, a, 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 you know, a club like that is something that you have to, you know, you need unless you can just, you know, buy your own competition. But, um, it, you know, uh, it, it's a very different element for, for Daniel Falcon. He said something very interesting in his press conference today, actually, I thought, which is that the celebrations were really important for the months and well, and years, I think he said, but the months, certainly the months ahead, because it, those memories and that enjoyment is what will build resilience going forward into other things. Um, not sure if it entirely worked two years ago, but hey, I think this is this is all about building on top of other things. So hopefully that does ring true, especially if he's literally telling them that. Yeah, I, I don't think you'd get Sir Alex Ferguson singing the "Alle Alle Alle" song uh, with a bloke playing the tuba in the background either that that would never happen would it pete die in his tuba read the piece yes yeah he sorry pete die his name checked isn't he i shouldn't have yes. just called him one of, kit, one of the kit men the second piece oh. i've done with kit with uh with pete die in it he's a he's a superstar so there we go yes indeed i uh, don't know how that video got out because i was repeatedly told how much it was a private party so um <laughs> uh, oh yes. sorry Quick question for you then, Michael. Did you, how much did you get involved? I mean, you know, when you see reporters like who get buckets of water thrown over their heads or sprayed in the face with champagne or something, did did you have any closure? Did did you like get, what is it when like some people's trousers get yanked? Is that called kegging? <laughs> assault, I think. <laughs> you get assaulted. Um, 
No, um, I think COVID put pay to all any of that sort of oh, shit. Yeah, so, um, so no, I'm trying to think if it happened two years ago. I mean, again, it's probably similar to the the connection the supporters have with with the players as well. And I know that there were lots of fans who found themselves out in Norwich the night Norwich were promoted against Blackburn, and they ended up in the same place or trying to follow Norwich around the clubs of Norwich, basically, as they partied. So. Um, that is just what it is. And that, that is an element that was all missing. And I think that's why, you know, credit to say the Elongham Norwich guys and everyone else who's trying to come up with these ways of just bringing a little bit of connection to what's happened, because it's going to be a kind of surreal fallout from the achievement that there isn't really going to be, the players will be off on holiday as soon as the season's over, wherever they can go. I guess they'll all be having holidays in Wroxham. So maybe we should all head there, but um, you know, it, it will be quite a surreal way that it all plays out from here. Well, I don't think it'll diminish it all. And, you know, fair play. At least we got to see Daniel Farker singing, uh, singing, um, singing the song, which was, which was um, a, a remarkable moment, obviously. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Right, let's move on to things we are not going to talk about. These are the things that have happened and have deserved and uh, and have happened and deserve acknowledgement. Uh, but we are only going to acknowledge them by stating how we are not going to talk to them, which, of course, by this stage of the season makes absolute sense. Uh, also, you'll already know that we have three minutes to do it, in which point I will ask uh, producer Ollie to cue the dramatic music, please. No tuba in this tune. Um, right, things we are not going to talk about. Um, I'll start. European Super League. <laughs> Screw that. Um, not going to talk about that. Don't really want to talk about it. So there we go. Um, yeah. My lips are sealed. I've been told by John we we can't. So uh, no, I'm I'm not having a bit of it. I'm not having a bit of it now. Not ever. Let's just let's leave it. Just remarkable watching it from the outside. Well, go. Gary Neville's rant that he did off the cuff, what I thought was absolutely stunning. It really was. If you he just. He just said everything that I thought, and I, I just can better. I just it's just a travesty, absolute travesty. I mean, it's interesting that it's a Sky Sports employee saying stuff like that. I, I feel like Sky Sports are seeing they go, oh no, what's it going to do to the Premier League? But maybe that's just. But they haven't got Champions League highlights, so maybe they're you know loving it. Anyway, it does feel a bit like that. I think it's just a, a what's going to happen from from a Norwich City perspective. Um, it's very interesting. Wouldn't it be ace if they all re- relegated them? <laughs> Norwich well, finished think- seventh. <laughs> I was thinking this like, do we then? Do they then send like nine teams up instead of three? Surely that's not. Gonna happen. I saw Alan Nixon suggest that they could scrap promotion for one year and promote, you know, extra teams from the championship. But 
I mean, well, this sort of stuff is just, I think the, 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 the theories are crazy, but if you're telling me the Premier League are going to chuck out the biggest six clubs in England, <laughs> as if. Sorry, just, just one extra, and I know, I know we aren't going to talk about it. We weren't going to, but there is a chance we could have won the last ever Division One and we might win the last ever championship if things really get thrown out the window because it oh, changed in 0405, didn't it? So maybe maybe this Norwich winning the title is the catalyst for, for a huge change. Who knows? Uh, anything you don't want to talk about, John? I don't want to talk about the red card. Yes. Because as you said, it was a red card, I think. Um, there's so many angles, wasn't there? There were so many angles. I'm not talking about it, so it doesn't matter. But there's so many angles of it. It's like, oh, he went on there, but he caught him, he rolled out, he went, dived in. It was. There should have been two yellow cards, a, a gentlemanly handshake, a, you know, a little ruffle of the beard, and off we went again. Then it would have been a, a much more enjoyable game. Yes. But I'm not talking about it. It was really unfortunate, I thought. The whole incident was just really unfortunate. <laughs> mm. There's no malice, I don't think, but you know, it, it, the criteria for a red card was his, were his studs showing? Yes. Was he late? Yes. Did he catch him high up the leg? Yes. So I kind of think if you add all those three things together, it was. But I loved the look on his face as the referee. Did you see that photo <laughs> when the referee's brandishing and he looks like what? As exactly. Like, I did love that. that. I mean, Norwich have, Norwich have appealed the red, which I think is to try and get the suspension down from three games. Um, and again, listening to Daniel Farkas today, the reason for repealing it appeared to be the referee was rubbish all game. <laughs> so um, I look for, I would love to read that letter. That's it. We're up already. So all the pressure's gone. So let's just do it. He'll get four yeah. games now. And then who cares? Whoop de doo. That's why it's true. I, I don't, I don't um, think Daniel Farkas wants the, what does the title either. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> <start>. <laughs> um, the, the music is over. Um, we're not going to talk about uh, Jose Mourinho um, leaving. Tottenham, because it has been an absolutely mental day. Um, I have to say that my, I do feel like that's damaged my hopes of Oli Skip coming back because mm-hmm. I, I just felt that Jose, Jose would go, well, that's no, right, have another year. And now if you've got someone in, say like Maurizio Pochettino or an equivalent, it's not obviously going to be him, but an equivalent, then they would be much more likely to look at Oli and go, oh yeah, I like you. So yeah, there we go. Can I just not talk about one other thing? Yes. Uh, the goal. Uh, our goal, which because I I did see I don't know who did it on Twitter I'm sorry uh, but somebody did a compilation of what which of these is goal of the season that one has got to be up there such a slick move brilliant the the Pookie pass possibly the best assist pass of the season and there've been some good ones it was just a thing of beauty I'm so disappointed it didn't go on to be a like something <laughs> win but that goal alone was was well worth it. Happens a lot actually in games where you see a good pass and you're like, oh yeah, and then you see a goal and you don't always connect that one, mm-hmm. you know, instigated the other. So Todd's pass into space mm-hmm. was just a such a crucial pass in the whole move, and it was a lovely back to front move. And um, I did something for Finnish Telly um, on Sunday. It's been like that the last few days. And and even uh, Yussi, who I was speaking to, was like, well, we don't normally see Timu produce that sort of uh, quality for assists, which I thought was quite harsh, actually. But that's probably because of Finland. He's basically told to run up and <laughs> go and finish a chance on his own. It was um, like it was like an Emmy assist and a Pookie finish, wasn't it? It was. An old swap oh, round. I love it. What a lovely way of looking at it. Um, I'm sure there's loads of other stuff we probably should mention, but we're not going to talk about it. But um, we're not going to talk about it. So let's move on, shall we? I think we're going to move on to John Watson. This is almost fantasy football. You're definitely going to get 
a dose of hindsight this week because uh, Norwich play Watford uh, tomorrow night and they play at six o'clock. So um, it'll probably be quite a quick turnaround. So the game will probably have happened by the time you're listening to this. So in true style of almost fantasy football, let's paint this picture of hindsight for everyone to enjoy. Norwich are playing Watford. Um, one of the other teams that they owe something to. I've always wanted this situation of Norwich proving a point, but the game was completely butchered on Saturday. So I don't really know what to think now as well, because Grant Hanley is a doubt. I think Tim and Pookie is a major doubt. I imagine Grant Hanley will probably still play because, you know, he just ran on at half time, didn't he? On Or ran on after his injury and it looked like his, his, his evening was definitely over. So I think that says all about him. But um, yeah, to be honest, I can kind of see another defeat. <sighs> mm. Well, I I think what's going to happen is Barkle just have heard John. What John <laughs> yeah, but bo- anyone that bothered? I'm not that bothered. Yeah, I'm trying to do some sort of like um, what's it called reverse psychology on the on the team because they need to back their ideas up. That this form is just all over the shop. We just need to start winning games again because what we're doing. I I, I think we'll lose as well if we get a draw. <laughs> if we get a draw. What happens then? I, I don't know the mathematics. We only had an expert with with numbers on the on the. <laughs> oh, go on, Steve. Do you know? Well, I know if if we win, we wrap it up. If we draw, we're eight clear with three to play, so yeah. we would only need two more points. So yeah, one Keeps, win to do it. And then yeah, if we lose. We're still five clear. I would I would still back us. You know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to really throw it away. I hope these yeah. words aren't used against me. I'm I'm not confident. I don't think they'll necessarily play that well. It'll be a tricky. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think we'll probably lose as well. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> talking myself into it. Um, but you know, it'll be interesting to see how much having had because they they didn't train on Sunday. Is that right? Um, That's right. And, yeah. and went outside. Well, you know, went. I think they were over their legal limits, weren't they, to be able to drive to. Yeah, they were drunk Saturday until you know Sunday's early hours. They then had Sunday off. Um, so well, they, maybe they weren't all drunk. Are they still having COVID tests? Went to turn up to the ground. Uh, yes. So do you think yes. they'll, they'll need like a breathalyzer test now to get <laughs> any further? Well, I'm sure everyone is acted in perfect responsibility, um, and will be absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, they they have obviously only started to put their focus on the game um, today, earlier today on Monday, um, and I'd imagine. Watford have had a bit more of an easier ride. It's a really important game for them, given they lost, everyone lost, didn't they, the weekend? So mm. they're not exactly clear of Brentford and Swansea. And um, and they've got a, a, Watford have literally got it entirely in their own hands, haven't they? Because they play Norwich, Swansea and Brentford in their remaining four games. Do they? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. That's really exciting. Oh, we're definitely, Brent- we're definitely won the league then. That's which, right. which in fairness, if Watford won all those games, then yeah. that would be doing something in itself, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, we, we haven't even talked about QPR, right? Because that's also in the next seven days. I don't think that'll be particularly easy either. They're looking oh yeah, easy. true. It's another game. Barely, yeah. I mean, it's weird to think that we're, there's so much of the season still to go and we're so blase about it. Um, I'm kind of obviously not used to being up this early. Um I wouldn't be surprised if um, if you were sat here again same time next week, Michael, and we hadn't won. <laughs> oh, you know what? Now I'm thinking we'll be champions by the time we do the next pod. There's your hindsight. Champions by next Monday. We always get it wrong. We always get it wrong. Apart from that bit where I've just got it right. Um, it does make me think, though, how on earth did Reading get 106 points? Like They must have literally been celebrating and drunk with about six games to go and just kept winning. They, they were up with six to go. Six to go. And I know the only game they lost was their first game. 
they lost two all season, I think, and the first first one and and another one. I'm sure they lost. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? <laughs> so you you've just questioning one of my deep held beliefs there that Reading won that lost their first game of the season and then didn't lose again. You be doing some on air yeah yeah quick we'll skip we'll skip over it one of us is right and you know what we all love each other so it doesn't matter um well happy days there we go <laughs> don't question that how dare you steve um there we go there's some fantasy league i think for a completely unscripted pod this has gone really well i'm absolutely delighted uh, therefore what i will say is that is time for this week's on the ball uh, if you are yet to please make sure you subscribe via your podcast player of choice uh, the pod is available free for everyone on your usual player and ad free to subscribers of the athletic via our app you'll want to do that because premier league football is on the way <gasps> how exciting Leave a review or rating if you get the chance. And if you want to get in touch with any questions or topic proposals, please sling me a direct message on Twitter at Michael J. Bailey is the handle. In the meantime, a big thank you to our guests this evening, who are, of course, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Michael. John. Thank you, John. Thank you very much, everyone. We'll be back next week at the usual time for another On The Ball, a Norwich City Champions, surely, podcast from The Athletic. Until then, never mind the Premier League danger. And we're clear. Well, that was a success. I'm happy with that, to be honest, because that was literally a 30 seconds before we were recording. Let's see what we can talk about. Um, Steve, John, you're still here. You're still with us, hanging in there. Just about. Welcome to Wits End. It's a lovely place. It is, isn't it? It's Comfy and warm. After promotions. It, that, that pod had the feeling of like what Watford's going to be like if the Watford game performance is going to be like the source of ah oh, it doesn't it doesn't really matter you know let's let's just let's just do it and you know things might turn all right turn out all right tomorrow as well so exactly exactly uh, um we've got to have some sort of kind of you no know, angle everyone's got to be slightly different about you know on a, on a podcast especially on a, on, a, on a week like this when everything's so kind of Feels like a little bit destroyed football a little bit at the moment. So I just today has been the most ridiculous day, isn't it? Also, I'm I feel really tired. I need a break. I, I, yeah. I, that's how I feel. It's been a long two years. <laughs> What's the first thing you're going to do? Like, what are you sort of dreaming of what your what your time off's going to be like? No, I can't really contemplate. Can't really contemplate it. I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? I don't know. Sleep, play some golf, see my kids. Maybe, um, maybe the athletic will like in the same way that Farker might rotate because the games don't really matter. Maybe the athletic will like bring bring in a, a backup Norwich oh, City. Not, what a terrible idea that is. I don't want to be rotated. <laughs> I want to play oh, every sorry. week. I don't want to be oh, okay. replaced. Are you telling me they're going to bring someone in for like oh, a big okay. fee when we get promoted? Well, you're like one of these players that says, oh, I'm really tired. I can't play two games a week. And then as soon as someone suggests dropping them for, you know, the League Cup third round or something like I don't want to be dropped. Yeah. What are you talking about? As in, I'm like every player. <laughs> ever in football <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too true too true such is life um 
Uh, anyway, hello everyone, by the way, welcome to its end. If you're stumbling across this for the first time, listen to podcast number 42, live on September the 8th. It's all explained in there. We're, we're rapidly approaching our year anniversary. <laughs> we're not, but we're, we're, you know, we'll be there soon enough. Uh, you can email this part of the show directly, twitterkers at icloud.com, twitter, K-E-R-S at icloud.com, or use the hashtag Twitterkers on Twitter. Just don't explain it because this is the secret club for all the people who couldn't be bothered to stop the podcast when they heard the end music and stumbled across us, which is the best way. Uh, Twitterkers.co.uk. Visit that website because it's awesome. Anyone been on it today? It's been such a mental day. I haven't been on it. So, Do you go on it every day? Yeah, of course. I don't. I don't like it because they spelled my name wrong. So They did, yeah. They did apologise for that though, John. So I think you should no, probably... They made it worse. <laughs> they made it worse. It's like prodding a lion. Um, yeah, I've started a new job recently and I get called Roger a lot now. See, it could be much worse then. It's good. Like all the time. Don't tell Thanks, the Twitter Roger. The Twitter's guys, that will now change your yeah. name to Roger. You realise that, John? Know, Roger John? Know. No, just Roger. Thanks, Roger, for that. And like... Oh, Are you sure they're not just saying Roger that? Roger know? that. Oh, I wish they were Roger Roger. But, you know, whatever. Get over it. I, I, uh, I just think it's laziness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, really don't get him started. Yeah, quick, carry on, move on. Um, let's go on to Twitter, shall we? Um, we've got the discussion at the moment, which seems to have caught hold a little bit, of uh, songs. <laughs> this is quite a damning one. Song uh, Players who had a better song than their ability, <laughs> essentially, which, as I said, was kind of harshly <laughs> prompted by... Well, maybe I shouldn't say it because I'm now reinforcing the point. I, I think Paul McGrave was a really great player. I think he had a great song. Just prompted the argument <laughs> in me that there may be players who weren't quite as good as their song, um, which, you know, has has opened up a can of worms uh, now. Alan Montgomery got in touch on the email, twitterkers at iCloud.com. Alan, well done on becoming officially the fastest um, email read out compared to time sent most people have to wait two months for me to keep apologizing them before i read it out um alan says um just nominating vadis adigirafo for a player who had a better chant compared to the actual norwich career in case you need a reminder which i actually do oh 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 excuse me oh 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 it's vadis you know vadis adigirafo which is a brilliant song i'd forgotten how good that was Who's, um, who wrote that song? The, uh, the song. Oh, John. John will know. It's, it's, it's because, I don't know, it's magic. <laughs> oh. I'm always bad is at this round super in the trap, is it? It's a super tramp? Super tramp good shout. Yeah. Great um, shout, though, on the Vadis. Uh, that's a really good one. I, I know the answer to that is. It's, it's an iconic lyric and a good tune. I think it's Simon Lapping. Oh, you know, you see, someone else has said that. Let's just, let me just. Oh, sorry. No, 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 it's good. It's good because you're backing up their opinion. Um, although I can't see who said it now. <laughs> Amarillo Army. Thank you. Well done, Amarillo Army. You've said, you, you, you've agreed, which is, you know, harsh on friend of the show, Stephen Lappin. I Simon think Lappin. Simon's Simon, a brilliant. Stephen Lappin. <laughs> Stephen Lappin. Simon Lappin. Oh, it's been a long Friend day. of the show, Stephen Lappin. Friend of the show, Stephen Lappin. He was my favorite. King of France. Brilliant. Yeah, I love that. Stephen. Um, Etoine. Look at notes. Etienne. Etienne Lappin. Gary. He's a great friend of mine. Checks notes. Stephen Lappin. I can't read your writing. What, what a crying shame. Oh, I love one, one of your great friends. Uh, is, um, I, can John give us a rendition of the Simon Lappin song then, seeing as you did... Um, I've no idea how it goes. I just read it from that tweet, that's all. <laughs> I'm, I'm only joking. No, I, I think Stephen's... Oh, Stephen, I've done it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I thought Simon's a that's... brilliant player, but Lap, Lappo, 
the, the old <laughs> king of Luxembourg. He was a great player. And the, the only problem with, with it's just the, a brilliant song. And you, but he's not. You're going to give it to Hux, and it's still been probably a better song than the player because yeah. it's just, it's just a brilliant song. It's up there. Hey, Daniel Hux was great. Um, uh, so there we go. No, so there's there's one other shout on Twitter as well, which is another good one. Anthony McNamee. Yeah, he looked particularly quick to me. <laughs> I think yeah. that was the lyric. Um, uh, yeah, he had a great song. Um, he completely disappeared off the off the face of the football planet, um, quite pretty much as I, as I could tell. Um, so yeah, well, good shouts. I mean, I would have to say, great, thank you so much for the email as well, Alan. I'm going to slightly disagree with you because I thought Vadis was a cracking player who just got zero time. I mean, he then went on to play in the Champions League like regularly, <laughs> um, if we're allowed to mention that. Um, I don't know if he's been invited to the uh, European Super League, but there we go. Thank you so much for the email, Alan. Um, if you want to get in touch with Wits End, twitterkers at iCloud.com is the email address. Norwich City players who had a better song than um, their abilities in a yellow shirt um, backed up. And we've also wanted your pictures of you being in the background of television coverage and you, or, or, or in the background of images, pictures taken, uh, where you've randomly and you know you've saved it or you've got it because you're like look there I am look at me um brilliant episode um a, a brilliant, oh my gosh English language <laughs> out of the window um I'm going to retweet this now live brilliant one from Melanie Chisholm which I hope I pronounced that right uh, thank you so much Melanie for sharing my son oh you've said your fat belly I think that's harsh I'm not gonna, you, your son you I have not read that out and your daughter um I'm pretty sure you don't need to say which match this was. You certainly don't, because that is um, Todd Campwell's celebration in the Manchester City home game. I'm hoping it's not Chelsea. Um, and that's just wonderful because we can't see any of your heads. <laughs> and that's what we want. Here is my random limb in, a, in, a, in, a, in an image. So brilliant stuff, Melanie. And you know what? No one is ever going to take that away from you. I've got one of those, but I can't find the picture. I was behind the goal at West Ham, the same game when Brian Gunn was in the crowd because he'd broken his leg back in 96. Woof. My first ever away game. And I was there. And it was not. There was no one sitting in the in, in the way. It was very empty in them days, and it was just me on my own swinging a um a little scarf around my head. Good. I was waiting for you to finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> when Robert Ullathorne scored, I think it was. What a moment! That's it lovely. was special. Yeah, got a screen of that. It's now the moment to bring up the story about the program in the picture that we didn't complete last time you were on, John. Steve, you had that story. John's got to tell the story, though. Go on, then, John. Um, um, so I went to a car boot sale, and there was a big, and there was a big long pile of all Norwich programs. And I was a, I was a mascot back in ninety ninety one against Man City. It was nil nil. It was an awful game, but it was a lovely time. And I, I looked for the programs to find my, my program, see my face, and I got found it, and I opened it up to the page, and it cut my face out. <laughs> the man had cut my face out of, oh, and it was the, it was the only thing that had been cut out of the whole program. It's just my face. So I looked up at him and he went, you can have that one for free if you want. And I went, it's, it's me. He went, what do you mean? I was, it's me. He went, oh, you definitely can have that one for free. It was the creepiest man I've ever met in my <laughs> life. And I took it with a smile on my face and walked away. There we go. One, <laughs> one to treasure. 
I think. Um, Segway from that to um, <laughs> what? I mean, I, I have I have a million questions, but it's probably not the time. No. Um, to uh, has anyone else been in? Like, let's let's move from in the crowd to in the program. Oh, yeah, okay. Anyone, well, that's... anyone was anyone in the program like twenty five years ago? I was, but I was removed. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it, John. Um, yeah, has anyone been in the program? I don't think I've ever been in the. Pro- oh no! Well, I've written. Yeah, no, I have written stuff for the program. Actually. Your arm or something must have been when you were, you know, like interviewing someone and someone took a photo of that my arm is always in uh, my arm is always in video well it was it had a good run of being in the city view my arm it was it was a nice close-up of my arm and my and phone great. recording the interview yeah. you need to get that sponsored my arm uh, like yeah. Tattoo. yeah on l no. tattoo on, on l Canel. oh you know what we didn't even mention on l's tattoo that mm. was a, that was an oversight wasn't it maybe we'll save that for next week it, it looks like he's leaving this year though doesn't it is he? Well, yeah, it was the, how, how he's how he's done like, the, the 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 dates on it. Oh yeah, I do know. Seventeen. What I mean. yeah. it's like, oh. It did seem a bit of a final decision to mark the end of his. <laughs> Although he has got a little space at the bottom of the point of the heart where he can, or the, well, at the bottom there, we could like put something as well. So that's good. But a line for each contract extension. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Not yeah. only has he signed a new contract, he's also scribbled the number on his arm in permanent ink. <laughs> good work. Um, Anything else anyone wants to bring up before we go? Any other business? Kenny, other business? Kenny in his pants business? Um, I did check <laughs> if Reading had lost once or twice. Of, of course I did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to sound like a, like a tool now, but they did, they did lose twice. <laughs> did they really? Yes. Wow. That is your childhood dreams. Um, Gosh, I've literally probably spent 12 years of my career going on about how Reading lost once. Well, I just didn't want you to live under that misapprehension anymore. Was it to the same team? Uh, they lost to Plymouth at home and Luton away. So two cracking sides. We always seem to lose to Plymouth and Luton, whereas obviously we won yeah. last game, but it's just one of our little bogey teams. Have we, ever, have we ever beat Plymouth? Have we ever beat Plymouth? Um, yeah. Yes. 2-1 at home um, in 2007. Yeah, but that doesn't count, does it? I'm talking about actual proper <laughs> games that we can talk about and pretend that we know what we're talking about. I think at this point we wrap it up. Um, we still need an Ollie Skip song. I want to make sure we've got an Ollie Skip song before this season ends. So um, I've sort of left gentle reminders. I'm going to put that in as my last point in any other business and we can bring it up next week. Don't do it in Hux's on don't send it in the week for hugs on because he he might savage it you know yeah, no yeah what is that it's not good enough good old hugs high standards <laughs> that's what you want um we'll wrap it up uh, thank you steve thank you michael thank you john on the ball city everyone we're up that's exciting i hope we did it justice <laughs> we'll see you next week the athletic <laughs>